Welcome to the post-mortem of the Dunfermline game, the uh, the very off-the-cuff analysis of the game that was just played. Uh, we've got no script, we're working off nothing other than our initial thoughts. Uh, joining me, Andrew Moffat, is Stevie Riley and Ross McKenzie. Lads, this was a game of two halves, if there ever was one, wasn't it? I was going to say to Stevie, if we could, as, as our uh, roving undercover reporter, if he could go and find out what the bust-up is between uh, Roddy McGregor, James Keatings and Kai Kennedy, who clearly all had a three-way mental fight this afternoon. Otherwise, why the fuck did Robbo pick that team? I know, I mean, I've, I've, that, see, for me, I mean, he it, it did, it didn't look in the press conference he was going to mix the team up, but then that was before the um, cancelled Morton game. Because I agree, three, three games a week's a bit harsh at this time of year, but yeah, I, I, when I saw the lineup, I thought it's very, very weird that he's went without McGregor and Kennedy. Yeah. But, but Moff, why, why do you think that first half was so insipid? I think the TV have been playing a certain way for a period of time. Admittedly, admittedly not for the last two matches, but for the last two matches, we still have had the same sort of attacking flows in certain periods of the game. Now, in this game, we didn't have any. So you've got a midfield three that haven't played together all season. We haven't played a midfield three of Allardyce, Welsh and Vincent this season at all. We haven't played Doran on the left I don't think as a starting position, uh, we haven't, and, and Story on the right, you know, that's that's just a case in point. It was basically a case of trying two or three, actually was trying four different things they would normally do. So normally we would have Story up front, normally we would have Kennedy on the left, normally we would have Cyril on the right, normally we would have McGregor in the middle, normally wasn't normal today. We didn't have any of those. I know, I know it's very Allardyce, like, and he's been probably one of our standout performers all season. He looked very off it at the beginning of the game. And I don't know if that is your, is your saying, Malf, that he's not played with Welsh or Vinny, but I thought having not having McGregor in the team there made Allardyce a lot worse. You know, he, he looked off it for at least the first 60, 70 minutes. Allardyce would have been struggling to find his role in that midfield three. Not only has he not played with Vincent or Welsh much before. Very defensive, yeah. Vincent, Vin, if Vincent's your 10, then he's much more part of the two behind it than he is the, the front three, you know. And the, uh, the funny thing with that midfield for me, I, I thought Allardyce grew into the second half as well. Mm-hmm. But Welsh, like, I don't, I don't see Sean Welsh as that player that, as Moff said uh, in the last pod, splits the centre halves. He doesn't need to play that deep. You know, he, he's always looking for the ball. He can look for the ball all over the pitch. And he did mm-hmm. move forward in the second half. When we took control of the game in the second half, Welsh um, and, and Allardyce were pushing much higher up the park, and Vincent as well. I mean, the three of them played much higher up. And, and, and it felt like we took a grip of the game and then scored the goal and then somehow let it kind of fizzle away well, from I us. think this is a game that you, ostensibly you'd be happy with a point with. I mean, they, they have recruited well. Their wages mm-hmm. are very good. They've got loan deals with many clubs in the Premier League. Their top players are mostly loan players. McEnroy in the middle of the park was superb today um, but I think that, that Welsh was, Welsh was hanking on the game yeah we probably need to stick him in don't think we need to stick Vincent in and especially hanging Vincent to dry because if you haven't played a player uh, you know he's come on once in five matches I think he's been a new substitute in four matches or something like that this season certainly the most a new substitute as I said in the previous pod but to then put him into a starting eleven against a team that is probably going to be your hardest team you're going to play against, other than 
hearts in terms of like attacking options, that 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 that's a pretty tough game to come into. So when I see people on Twitter slagging off Jane Vincent, you're like, the guy hasn't played competitive football. How well do you think he's going to play? And I think and I think I think he played pretty well, given his sort of like one touch passing and that. What he wasn't what he wasn't good at doing was he wasn't good at picking up players. He wasn't good at matching runs. He wasn't good at dip, dipping into spaces. And that all comes with match practice. So to just say, mm. aye, shit, that's, that, that just shows ignorance on anyone's part. I have no problem with Vincent, but I don't think he should be near this team. Given the, the combinations we've had up front this season, to see Jim Vincent playing as your furthest forward in a midfield three, that's gutting, to be honest. But, that, he's, but he's obviously done that for a reason. I don't know what reason it was. I, I, know, I tell you what, for, right, Dunfermline before this game, I think in the last game, not 100%, right, I did check their, their start 11, the game before last, which is more than some people do, <coughs> commentators. Um, he, they, like, I pre, they'd been playing like a 4-5-1, and they were playing like attacking midfielders from the five. So uh, the guy, Kyle Turner, that played in right midfield today, he normally plays through the middle. But he is a, he can obviously he can play everywhere because he played at Stranraer. He was fantastic for them. And then they signed him for Dunfermline signed him. And they played him through the middle of the season before last, but he wasn't ready for it because he wasn't strong enough. This season he is strong enough. So it's a surprise to see him today play on the right. So to see him come in and cut in and score, that wasn't a surprise. But yeah, I think Crawford changed the team as well. So maybe Robertson was 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 setting up his team with two things in mind. One, I've got guys, central midfielders that really need a game, and two, I've got a different system in mind for playing a team that we can match up against. But then Crawford comes and then he plays the 4-4-2 with the twos essentially sitting oh, midfielders. you got to remember, I mean, you would expect McManus and Dom Thomas to start tonight. Even Dow could have, could have just started right. Exactly, he's, exactly, Steve. He's changed it up early doors today, right, which I don't think Robbo Rob would have compensated for, but... You've got look, look, see the midfield. I mean, I thought Vinny started poor. I thought Welsh done all right. Vinny grew into the game, but it nullified Allardyce, who I think is better with Rob, with, with, with Roddy next to him. There's more of a driving force there. Doran in the left. Yeah, you, you argue that Vinny's not played a lot of games. Starting Doran was a mistake for me. I mean, Robbo said the presser about um, Kennedy's been a bit off the last couple of weeks. I don't think he has. Yeah. I think he just people know how to play Kennedy because of the Queen's game, but on TV. I mean, he took him off well against Aloha, but. When Kennedy came on tonight, by and far, was the best outlet down the left-hand side, as opposed and to the right-hand side where Brad couldn't cross the ball. Robbo's talking pesh about Kennedy not being good in the last two games. Um, well, that's, that's, that's Kennedy right, has been less effective, but he's been he's got the ball quite a lot. He's taken men on. He's been involved. He's he'd been doubled up, Ross. He'd been doubled up. People know how to play against him, but still, he's still, he's still the best outlet anyway, down the left. Can give Kennedy a day off. I think maybe maybe Robertson had a problem with his tracking back at Alloa. No problem with that. You can't well, take Kennedy and Roddy and mm-hmm. uh, Keatings out of the same team that are, are Keatings, most magical Keatings players. Injured. He was, he was injured. I agree with Roddy and Kennedy, Ross. I think, how you take what You can't, you either go and bring Vincent in with Roddy or you bring Welsh in with Roddy. You don't go don't take both out. You know, you've got Rod- to go. Surely Roddy's also injured. But listen, listen, listen. We're talking we're, we're about like 20, 20 years' experience as, as manager, John Roberts, over 20 years' experience as manager, and, and 40 years' experience in the game. He must know these things. So, what we're talking about, there must be qualifications to why he did these things. And, and, and I'll give you my synopsis quickly. I think before start this game, he planned to play these boys tonight, regardless of the Morton outcome. He said last week at the press conference he was going to basically mix it up three games in a week 
And I think what he's done, he just basically said, listen, you were going to play on Tuesday, but whether we played Morton or not, that's the team for Tuesday. And this is the team. I, I expect Carson to play some part of Saturday's game. I think, I, I Stevie, 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 I think that is probably the most accurate assessment that I've heard. I think uh, that, that, it's a set up of three games over a week. And I think Carson will be involved in Saturday. Uh, so, be, so, 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 so basically, you owed these boys a game. You had to play them. Yeah. And, and you know what the alternative theory is, is that after the Aloha second half and the poor possession retention against Dundee and we looked vulnerable against Dundee, he kind of shot it and thought, we can't be playing all these young creative players anymore. We've got to just firm up the midfield because he could just see us leaking too much. No, nah, I, do I, I don't. I don't think so. I think he's been he's he's been, he's been firmly committed to these young boys, and I firmly think that he'll be committed to them over the course of the season because they are what's listen. <laughs> I was going to say they are what's put bums on seats. They are they are what's what's putting bums on sofas. But what is what is not putting bums on sofas, guys? In the second half, we all agree that the three midfielders, centre midfielders, grew into the second half, grew into the rhythm. I'm going to suggest that Andy Bannerman also grew into the rhythm of the second half. And, and, oh. and I enjoyed his commentary for the goal. Let's, let, 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 let's put that out there. His commentary... Ross, give me your best Andy Bannerman impression of no, the I don't goal. Do, what happened? I don't do impressions. Uh, and I tell you what, I'm not going to fucking sing again, and I'm not going to... It's a goal! That's what happened when we scored. But, no, listen, fair play to the commentary. He, he did go into the game a little bit. Um... He didn't sound like he was reading off Wikipedia every five I'm, minutes. I'm, 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 I'm going to say that he didn't. Right. Okay. But can we let, let's talk about strikers? Right. Let's let's move on to midfield. I think I think he's made a mistake tonight by not playing Roddy and either Vincent or Welsh if we're going to mix it up. So is it maybe time for Shea to step out then? Maybe was a bit unfortunate in the first half. He's hit the bar with an yeah, excellent header. header. He's not yeah. really had much service at all. And then when he should have later on in the second half, he should have sent Doran in. But he's belted mm. one from outside the box and it really tested the keeper. So mm. Shane was our, our biggest threat in the first half despite getting shite service. But let, let's look at the last couple of months then. Are we, are we, are we, are we be honest with Shane's analysis and say that he's been up to it? Or? I, I, I'm loath to criticise a, a player who's, you know, from Inverness, who's an Inverness youth player who's come back. He's made a big change to his life come and sign for the club but you know what maybe he's come and signed for the club in the expectation that he's going to be played as a striker because he's basically been played as a right winger and he's not a right mm -hmm. winger as much as he played I think Ross you'd alluded to earlier like, a couple of pods that he, he has played deeper for Peter Head is that not right or Elgin I did, I've not watched much of Peter Head Elgin over the last 10 years but but you probably spoke to a couple of fans he has come in off the right but still uh. as their most potent attacking threat I think in that system Whereas for us, he's actually been asked to do a job, and he's working really hard, and he's yeah, but he's but he's but, 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 but he's off, but he's off the pace. Listen, when you're playing Roddy McGregor and he's pop pop popping it around, you're kind of Kai Kennedy doing lollipops and going past loads of folk. You you know you've you've got Keatons and you've got Story who are sharp as fuck, and 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 then Shane, he's doing his best. It's maybe not. This is this is, and, and this, I do think Shane's a very good player, and he can be really important for that season, as Barry Wilson said at the start of the season. But you're playing with those like five or six players, it's really difficult. But you take my point. Who are you bringing in for Shane? It's Aaron Doran, and you know what are you doing with Aaron? I mean, then you've got a front four that's just far too small for this league. Yeah, no, I totally take your point. As well. I think you could play Keatons in the left, Toddy in the middle, and then Story in the right. The challenge always with Keatons is that you would like to play a four-three-three. 
you know, the players we've got with three, the three solid midfielders, but you'd play Roddy instead of Vincent. You'd play those three mm. every week if you could. It's a really solid foundation. But Keating's can't yeah. play, then Keating's can't play in the front three because he can't play. You can't play wide. You can't. Right. Play wide. Uh, no. Anything? Else? What, what? What about defence today? I heard a couple of uh, murmurings about. You know, moaning people moaning about our defence today. Oh, no, I see defence defence defense off. I think. I mean, I've been not the biggest Brad McKay fan, but I think he's he, the last few weeks have been great. I think today he was probably poor. Um, I wasn't the biggest Cameron Harper fan, but I think Harper has been superb the last couple of weeks. I think he grew into the league. Um, I'd maybe change up a right back. I think. Let's boil it down to brass tacks. Right. The whole team was flat today, wasn't it? Regardless of like making the changes to midfield. Generally, right, when the ball has come to Dees and Divine, because Dees and Divine sit and have a game, the ball has come to Dees and Divine, Dees and Divine, they get the ball and they, they take it out. They walk out mm-hmm. and, the, and, the, and the fullbacks get wide and we spread it out. That wasn't even happening today. Abraham was very narrow. Was that because Don Fleming were playing two up top or was it because we were playing three in the middle and Dees and Divine weren't allowed to stretch? I think we could have been, I mean, first of all, with the defending, I think we could have been well out of sight at halftime. And I think we need to remember that it was a very poor first half, first half yeah. performance. They created quite a lot. Basically, um, the whole team was flat in the first half, right? But right. we were bypassing midfield in the first half anyway. I think that's what changed the second half. We played through the midfield. And then obviously got the wingers onto the ball. But if you notice on the right-hand side, with Brad McKay putting the shape balls across the, balls, across the box, Whereas it was Kerry on the left hand side. So you're a bit lopsided there. You're expecting one wing back to play a wing back role, and then the left hand side you've got you've got covered with Kennedy, which So I was I was still feeling quite before the game I was always, I was feeling really positive because of you know, it was only forty five minutes now, I think. Half half time at Aloha was absolutely rocking after the last three and a half, maybe more performances I'd seen. Thought this is fucking great. And then Today, I had high hopes. I was totally deflated in the first half, absolutely raging at half time. But then you reflect on it and you're like, Dunfermline, decent team, bigger budget, second in the league, one all's fine, move on. You know, yeah. I, still, I still feel good. I, I'm having lots of playoff fantasies at the moment. Yeah, you, you, you see, well, we, we played Dunfermline, playoff candidates, not lost to them. We played Dundee, playoff candidates, we should have beaten them, not lost to them. We have lost to. Aloha, but um, we're still there and thereabouts, and, and that's where you need to be. And it's a, it's a young team, so I don't think there's any cause for concern, to be honest. Um, but what I would say to finish this off is if, if you know anybody is listening to this uh, very ill conceived podcast, I would say yeah. you, you, if you've ever landed on your back, it's, you know, it's very, very it's very sore, don't, don't do it. So it's bye from me, it's bye from them, and bye for now. Yep, yep.